0: Well, there's a common question that always comes across: What can we do? We see all the political problems, we see all of the things, and as you know, conservatives tend to just sit and complain and ruminate about all the problems. But today, we're talking to someone who's actually doing something, and 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 his doing something is providing the opportunity for everyone else in Alabama to do something. We have Jim Hicks coming into the studio. He created an app called Quick Letter that allows the citizens of Alabama to be able to reach their legislator through written letter. It's super easy. You're going to learn all about it. Uh, It's truly incredible. I think we can actually change the political landscape um, with what he's created and Allison Sinclair is going to be joining in uh, to make it a little more entertaining as well. You don't want to miss out. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome everyone to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast, where we are pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. And so each week we want to bring you something that's going to help you join the fight in helping uh, to pursue that free and flourishing Alabama. And when when we started this, the one of the the coolest things that I believe has happened is that we don't just have readers, we don't just have listeners, we have fans, we have people who are excited about the work we're doing, and really right away, um, people said, "How can we support the work we're doing? You know, we're doing here at eighteen nineteen news. How can we help you guys? How can we join the fight in what you guys are doing?" Well, we now have that opportunity available to you guys. You'll see every single article when you go to read it. There'll be a box uh, in between the headline and the actual uh, article text that gives you guys the opportunity to join the fight, uh, become a member. And what you'll get is special access uh, to behind the scenes content. We just did a really cool video with Greg Phillips. We'll be doing, you know, once a month videos, um, special videos that that members only have access to. And you'll also get some merch. But it's really not about, oh, you're going to get behind the scenes content. We want to do that for you guys. That's not what it's about. It's about the people who want honest, fair journalism, knowing that they're financially supporting it. So it's for them. Um, the problem in news today is the fact that news is paid for by the radical left or it's paid for by lobbyists or it's paid for by whatever. And so, you know, ale.com is the outlet for the left. All these other outlets, um, seem to really be serving the interest of lobbyists. Well, there wasn't an outlet that served the people until 1819 news came along. And so we want the people to be who is supporting us financially so that we can have that perfect alignment in our interest is to serve the people. And uh, we're going to do that no matter what, but we want to give you guys the opportunity to to join in. And so um, do that. And um, yeah, so today we have um, in studio. Oh, he's going to go in and introduce everyone here. We have in studio. You'll recognize one of them. You probably don't know the other one. Um, we're going to be talking about a really cool product that has been created, um, to communicate with your legislators. And one, one of the things that we've been doing is trying to, um, inform the people of Alabama and allow them to get involved in taking our state back. And there's tools to do that. And I remember the first time someone's like, well, call your legislator. I was super nervous or like, you know, write a letter to your, to the governor or whatever. And it's like, well, she's not going to read it or legislator's not going to read it or anything like that. Um, You know, what if they answer the phone? Oh, my gosh. Right. Like all these type of things and feelings. But those people work for us. Right. We need to have the opportunity, the ability to reach out to them and tell them what we want since they are our representatives. And and Mr. Jim Hicks is here with us and he's created a really neat uh, piece of software and tech that allows us to do that very easily. And so, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad to be here. And then everyone knows Allison. She needs no introduction. Um, she is uh, she's now becoming the second face of 1819 News. That's if you guys are TikTokers, terrifying. you know it's actually the first face of terrifying. 1819 News. But but for real, though. <laughs> are like, you still so, mad? No. Why would I, I be mad? You? That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I
0: hate doing TikTok videos. No. And you're really good at it. No, what, what's you're TikTok? Like, there you go, Jim. Yeah, seriously. It's this. Uh,
1: no, well, never mind. I was
0: about to, so... Okay. <laughs> one the space is really blowing up. Uh, I actually, my marketing guy like called me to a meeting and sat me down and basically grabbed me. It's like, you need to be doing vertical screen content. And I'm like, what is vertical screen content? The vertical
1: screen is scary. Yeah. And so we all look a little scary, but apparently it's a real thing and it works.
0: And so for those that don't know, and probably Jim will explain what is vertical screen content? Well, vertical screen content is, let me mute this. So that doesn't happen again. Sorry about that, guys. Um, vertical screen content is you—you you watch YouTube and your phone is you know horizontal. Well, when you do Instagram Reels or TikTok or any of these videos, it's it's called vertical screen. So they record it vertically, and then people watch it you know with their phone upright as though they were talking on it like that. And um, Facebook is pushing everything that direction, so your your Facebook Reels are going to be much more algorithm friendly. We are getting our butts kicked on Facebook because they hate us, right? We we tell the truth. That's the last thing that these radical left social media groups
2: want is the truth getting out. And, so we and, and, and right. Facebook has kept me kept quick letter off of it, yeah, since its inception. Yeah, what? Yeah,
1: and you're just writing a letter, right? Which is like your civic duty. What's let's what, say they uh, hate uh, us?
2: They, um, um, it's a political app, even though we're bipartisan. Uh, we don't tell anybody what to write. We don't censor anybody. They would have not let me advertise. Now I think um we might have gotten through that. But this is yeah. two and a half years later. Yeah. There were right the elections.
0: ridiculous. Right, right after yeah, the election, Perry Hooper isn't guilty and Jim Hicks and can get on Facebook. Who knew <laughs> who knew? Yeah. Oh. Um, that's
1: ridiculous. Does YouTube hate well, you wouldn't like YouTube hates us as well.
2: I mean I didn't try to. I mean, yet. there's
1: nothing I guess yeah. you could do some advertising on there, but um. Oh my goodness! You're like the most bipartisan. You're not even talking yeah, they, about they, all they,
2: this. They they yeah. would not re- kicked me off of Facebook, but Quickletter cannot advertise on Facebook. Wow. Up till now, I think we've gotten through it somehow. All right. Well,
0: before we jump into all that, but oh, oh, where we were. Uh, so on the 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 TikTok stuff, though, if you guys aren't following. Uh you know not everyone is a TikTok person but but what we're finding is there's a whole lot of TikTok people out there and if you want to follow us on TikTok it's 1819 news Allison has gotten videos that are getting 75,000 views, 50,000 views which is crazy um, I don't even
1: really know what that means. I just know that it's more than you. <laughs> we have like a little competition. <laughs> and I was
0: killing it in the beginning. I had uh, one that had about 11,000 uh and I was like, Oh, what? Oh, you guys got 200. Yeah. What? Oh, you can't see me. <laughs> and then she just blasted past me with like 50,000 so on video. True. And I'm like, I haven't done a video it's since. So true. I've just been crying at my house. <laughs> I don't mind you. weeping. It's been really upset yeah, about it's it. Bad. <sighs>
1: oh, it's okay. God. Thanks for reminding someday. me. <laughs> yeah, someday. Yeah. Someday. I'll teach you the ways. Yes.
2: <laughs> Competition um, is good. You got yeah, to step is. it up, man. That's right.
0: We got to, but, um, you know, but, but, but we want to be wherever the people are. Right. and, um, most of the news in the state is designed for the politicos, and what I mean by that, it's insider. Like, you know, all the lobbyists, all the legislators, you know, all the you know all the people that are political activists or whatever. They all read these publications, and that's who they're creating the content for. Those people are going to read us no matter what, because and and because we are reaching the people of Alabama, and that actually scares all the people that I just listed before. Well, not the political activists, but the the lobbyists and the legislators who kind of have this whole. Clandestine thing right. they do. Well, if we're telling the people about what they're doing, now all of a sudden they're having to read us too, and they all pretend like they don't. uh You know, anytime I talk about
1: nobody cares what eighteen
0: nineteen's writing, then eighteen nineteen writes something and our phones it's blow so up. So not true. I can't believe you wrote this. I thought no one was reading. Why are you so angry? It's
1: a honk good time. Honk.
0: It's a good time, honk mm-hmm. honk.
1: <laughs> We know somebody's uh, reading.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: we'll tell you about that inside joke.
0: Yeah, we'll tell okay. you the inside joke. So. There we are. <laughs> um, so, what we always do with every guest we bring on, we want our audience to get to know you. So, Jim, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you were born, your career path, and and what brought you uh, to creating Quick Letters.
2: Uh, born and raised in Mountain Brook, graduated high school in 1978.
1: Oh my goodness, that's the year I was born. I Jim, I'm, I'm going to
2: say you. I'm old. Yeah, never mind, um, Jim. Graduated in 78. You're so
1: cool, though. Wait, that came out wrong.
2: (laughs) For an old guy. For For old (laughs) Thank you. An old guy. You're hip.
1: For a really old person, you're Um, so cool. Okay. So I
2: I, I, um, went to University of Alabama my freshman year. I was a tennis player, and uh, uh, the coach I had growing up uh, learning tennis as a teenager got the UAB job, and so I switched to UAB my sophomore year. Redshirted was, I think I was on... The first or second year team UAB ever had, and played through wow. played through uh, through my entire college career. So you're a Blazer. I,
0: I'm a Blazer. So did you guys hear this? Trent Dilfer is coming to UAB to coach.
1: Okay, I read that, but is it true?
0: I believe so. And 1819 news got the scoop too. By the way, I just want really? to throw okay. it out there. It's like it's all over Twitter that everyone you know. Steve Irvine's our uh, our sports editor, and he's a UA, he does UAB for uh-huh. us. And um, he 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 broke the story that Trent Dilfer was even a possibility, and then wrote it up. And it looks like it's all, but you know, it's it's handshaked. It just isn't on in ink, is the way it looks. Okay. So by the time this podcast publishes, it may already be a done deal because I think this is going to publish a week after today. But okay. pretend like you guys don't know that, and this is all live. And wow, uh,
1: wow, okay, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I know.
0: I mean, I think so, it's huge. It is huge, you know, because losing Bill Clark was rough. Yeah, but then to be able to go get Trent Dilfer, and again, Trent Dilfer hasn't had a ton of coaching success at the collegiate level, but he is. Um, I mean, he's he's amazing. He's done a lot of work with young athletes and developing young athletes. I believe Trent Dilfer was the one that was running that program that Tua went through. Right? Do you know anything about that? I don't. That? Know, I don't know anything. So he about was it. doing like a, a high school quarterback mentoring program. I believe it was Trent Dilfer that was running that. Did and they Tua have a show about it? it? Yes.
1: I remember watching that. Yeah. Because I was about to ask where Trent Dilfer is gone cuz when yeah. I saw his name I was like it's
0: I feel been a like while." I, and and I I could just get totally blown up here and like that's not Trent Dilfer that's some other guy that played for the Buccaneers or you know i like I yeah. could be wrong but I'm pretty sure it was him and he told everyone you know the the thing you have to watch out for is this this pass thing that that he worked on with Tua and it was the same exact pass play that Tua did when he went in uh, in the national championship his you know his freshman year or whatever and then through that um, national championship winning okay, touchdown Okay now this does wow. sound like you're making it up. I am <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. Somebody
1: so, fact check that. It. No we don't All use right. Google. Yes. Duck duck go duck, it.
2: Duck duck go it. Yes.
1: Okay yeah. so UAB We haven't gotten very far with Jim. So I went to to
2: UAB. I got a a degree in computer science specializing in management information systems. From that, I started at Century Plaza Shopping Center. The owner talked to me, George Barber. He said, uh, we need a new computer system, and we bought this new TRS-80 Radio Shack computer, and we need to know what to do. I said, well, you need to stop. And uh, So anyway, I started, and he put me through a cool training program. I worked every single position at the mall, which there was 56 positions, including landscaping, security, maintenance of the building, HVAC, uh, housekeeping. I worked every position, did like a time motion study, really learned the positions, worked in accounting in the office, and put in a computer system. Ended up, what we computerized was the accounting operations, and we also, at the time, computerized security. So we put in a tracking system, a, a database, back when databases were just starting, so we could see what kind of crimes we were having and how we were addressing them and following up with Birmingham police. So that ended up, I worked with George Barber for 22 years. Ended up, uh, when I left, I was uh, COO of the Barber companies. I left in 2007. Wanted to go out on my own in real estate. That's when everything crashed within six months after that. Sounds like my life. Which worked out great (laughs) because uh, my wife and I had our daughter, Sophie, Uh That year. And so she, we, I was able to work from home because I was doing a lot of management consulting. And so for the first five, six years of, of her life, I was around a lot. That's awesome. And I think that was huge. Yeah, It was just huge. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so I dabbled in real estate for doing that uh, for a while. I have a broker's license, which is currently inactive. And, uh, right now I'm the chief financial officer for a local <coughs> construction company that specializes in melt systems. So we put in systems that melt dirt to make steel or
1: melt dirt.
2: Well, that's, you know, you, iron ore is a dirt. So oh. you melt it to make steel <coughs> or iron.
1: Sorry, Marge You're Simpson is right back. Yeah. And Just ignore me.
2: And so okay,
1: I've never heard of melting dirt.
2: Yeah. Well, I, that's me. termina my terminology. Um, but it's interesting because it's it's an older industry. It's a lot of older people are in it because no one knows how to melt things. I was going to make all an old te- joke, but I just left it. Yeah. alone all all the technology has gone to China. Doc so. Holiday is here with us in studio. Smoker yeah, joke.
1: Why? I mean, this is this is my worst nightmare. It's been a year that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, and I have not sneezed once. And I've I've always thought I'm just going to start coughing. And it's going to be today when Jim's here, at least it's just Jim. So
0: man, so I'm recording this, this thing with, with, with Greg Phillips. We went to the cigar shop we're doing this back thing. We're telling the story about how Greg Phillips went to jail or prison or it was, it was a federal detention facility that was rated as a medium security prison. So technically it was a prison and, and, and we're doing that. And, you know, we've got the whole camera set up and, you know, we're got cigars and our drinks and we're talking and it gets like right into the point where like, you can't, you can't, like, stop and then re-record. Like, we're at that point now. Like, it's into end of the story. You can't redo this. And, like, I inhale my drink rather than <laughs> drink it. <and> I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Allison. And Listen,
1: we might have to just cut this. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. Maybe we keep it. It's not no, Alabama unfiltered, yeah, though. Yeah, it's, this it's is authentic, though. Professional.
0: Professional, yeah. We're professional here, Allison.
1: So what did you do? Did you just keep coughing? I just
0: kept going. I, I, I only... I, I didn't have... um whatever respiratory virus that you obviously have. I, <laughs> I just actually, I had the, uh, it went down the wrong pipe thing. and We so, call
1: this the Marge Simpson doc yeah. holiday special. Yeah,
0: I talked to her on Monday, and it, and it was literally like, I, it wasn't even Marge Simpson, it was Marge Simpson's sisters that smoke constantly. <laughs> That's who she sounded like.
1: Okay. I feel great, though. It's not coronavirus. I don't know what it is. Anyway, okay, so Jim,
0: this is what happens. By the way, yeah, that's all
1: right. I've yeah.
2: watched. I understand. <laughs> it's you're, fun. You're it melting dirt. Yes, uh, but actually, yeah, I just, I just send out, I just send out invoices. <laughs> I'm in the accounting. The, the other guys do the real work. I just, yeah. I just kind of keep up with it and help point yeah. them in that direction. Um, so I've been doing that for several uh, six, seven years, and I've enjoyed that. Um, but you were a quick letter. Yeah, that started. Um, Right after Trump got elected, there was the big march on the mall where the women's group that had the funky hats, uh, three hundred thousand people. Don't say hats. it, don't
1: say it. I I knew you were gonna say <laughs> it. I
2: used the clean
0: version.
1: Do you want me to tell Sorry, you kids listening every time this go this is such a bad time to say this? Every time whenever I read quick letter or somebody says quick letter, I think think quick, of the hats. It goes along with that. I think quickie letter. Oh, gosh. So at the beginning and I when the, opening, this. No, in the neither. opening, when I started laughing, when it's you were talking fault. about quick letter, that's why I was laughing because I, I wanted to say quickie letter. And anyway, so quickie letter and special hats, they kind of go K, together.
2: Special, yeah. <laughs> quick letter spelled with a K. Oh, all right. Okay. So Moving forward, we're going to be mature from here on out. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I was – that that march just kind of bothered me because we actually – we have a friend in New York that went to it. And we talked to her, and she said – she took took a two-hour train. She took one day off from work and go to, to D.C. And so I'm thinking, so that's why the East Coast has so much dominance in Washington, D.C. They can go protest. They can take one day off of work. I've been to D.C. It took me 12 hours to drive. And so at a minimum, you got three days from Alabama. If you're anywhere else in the country, you you just can't do it. So I started researching, all right, what can I do? It won't be as effective as marching, but what can I do that will be effective with my legislator? And the more I looked at it, it came to actually writing a physical letter because it lands on their desk. And what also we, we do is, in the congressional messaging system, I don't know if you guys have ever used it, you can only write your representative. You can't write yeah. Pelosi. You can't write any of the other senators or representatives. With Letter, you can write anybody, any representative. It identifies yours. Yeah. So when you put your address in, it knows these are my representatives at the U.S. level. These are my representatives at the state level. Yeah. But at the U.S. level, you can write all 535 members of Congress. And I've actually had one customer who did that. So he wrote a letter and just went through and tapped who all he wanted to go to. So in you know in ten minutes he wrote a letter that went to five hundred thirty-five people. That if he'd done that himself, I mean he'd, he'd probably still be printing. Them. And there's something so much different than an email, yeah. a handwritten yeah. or at least a
0: physical letter. And so, you know, when I found out about Quick Letter, um, so much stuff has started at Beer mageddon with Jace Carnes. No, so we oh, were at a, that's where we first met. Yeah.
2: So we <laughs> at the second, Which is such a so,
1: weird because then you throw like Uni Smith in there, yeah, and It just all it said,
2: yeah. And, and, and you're in our involvement with Jace with the yes. mental health yeah, bill. Yes. It all yeah. it's it's weird. And this is weird.
0: And this goes back to what we were talking about pre recording on the podcast. He's not familiar with C.S. Lewis and the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but that's kind of more the Aslan is on the move. He's gathering his troops, and huh. there's people that are, you know, wanting to do something, and, and like we're finding each other, and so, um. I had weekend. COVID. I was given ivermectin, you know, and I, you know, my wife and I both were, we got over it really quickly and Jason's like, Hey, we need to record a, you know, your testimony of, you know, getting treated with I- ivermectin and, you know, vitamin C D3 and zinc and quercetin and all that. And so I go over to Jason's house and do the, you know,
1: were you de- the start of concerned doctors? No, definitely not.
0: I you were, no, he was at the second ever meeting. Ever. meeting. Yeah.
1: Oh, so he just happened to be again, at the second. Right? Meeting. We had <laughs> to change the name. <laughs> Yeah. So concerned doctors. Well, it was
0: concerned. So there was two groups. Jordan had a group, and then Uni and Calderwood and Dr. Brown and Tankersley had concerned doc- And I don't even think it was called concerned doctors yet.
2: No, it wasn't. Because we had, concerned, it, we had yeah, concerned parents
0: because of what was going on in schools. I yeah, I think yeah. it was Jace's idea to do concerned doctors. doctors. And so there was a name that Calderwood's group had, and I think— Jason, uh, Jordan Vaughn were working together and they didn't really name it, but, but, you know, Jason, like, what if we do, what if we do concerned doctors, you know, cause there's like concerned parents and everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. And then that's kind of where it sprang. but I like beer, mcgdon, beer, that's still going that was on second place, that was but second it's still going back.
2: on beer, mcgdon, beer is back. That's so I'm that's the, about. where things are formed is from yeah. beer mcgdon.
0: So this I is like our, this that. is our dark, uh, what was the thing with the owl and Alex Jones? Uh, you guys don't the even know Grove? what it is. Yeah. Bohemian Grove. (laughs) They have Bohemian Grove. We have beer Mageddon. (laughs) So, um, no. So anyway, that's where I met Jim. He told me about his, you know, the thing that he did. And so, um, I, I downloaded it. I told my wife about it. My wife got on there and wrote our representative because, you know, my, my wife, we have seven kids. She's very much into like natural birth. And, you know, there, there's a whole lot going on legislatively about, you know, if you've had a C-section, can you use a midwife? You know, can you, you know, doulas and midwives? And there's all this stuff that's going on. Like most people aren't even paying any attention to it, but it's important to my wife and the legislators are voting on this stuff, you know, because she she wanted to do a home birth. She wanted to have a midwife. Well, she had a C-section on her first delivery, you know, not to get in all medical history or whatever, but she really wanted to do that and the state doesn't let her do that. So she's very passionate about it. And so she sat on her phone, typed up the letter to the representative, all of her concerns, everything else boom, sends it, I, I think a week later, she gets a phone call from the representative and said, you know, this is, this is the, 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 nicest letter I've ever received. This is just, you know, so professional. And like, he went on and on about the letter. Right. And, and, and so much so that he picked up the phone and called her to talk about
2: the letter that he received. Who from- is that That's interesting. Cause I used quick letter to write my representative. Yeah. Um, two sessions ago, I wrote him five letters <clears throat> Didn't hear from him until after the the session. He called me and he said the same thing. He said, "I I just want to thank you for sending me those letters. They were one of them. I was thanking him for something he passed, and the other four I was suggesting stuff. And 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 now he and I have a relationship. And I mean, it it formed because I sent the guy some letters. Yeah. Um. But I do think it makes a difference. And it's interesting when I was, this was in February that that um uh, um March on on the the mall was done. And so that's I was trying to figure out how that – it was right after Christmas, and one of my favorite mirror, movies is Miracle on 34th Street, and that's where Santa gets off because all the letters are delivered to the judge, and all these letters are just piled on his on – his, <clears throat> right, right there in court. <clears throat> it's Excuse
1: contagious. Me. It is. Who was the legislator right. that – while you're coughing?
2: Okay. It was
0: a good one. You can tell because he called.
1: I was gonna give him a shout out. His name's
0: Mike Holmes. He's okay. the
1: best. Oh, he's gone now.
2: He's gone now, mm-hmm. but he was the best. Okay. Mine was mine was David Faulkner. Yeah. He's still there. Um, but anyway, so all those letters piling on, and it was just just because they arrived, the judge ruled in favor of Santa Claus. Well, it, it the physical presence makes a difference. If you send an email or you go to the congressional messaging system, that in the congressional messaging system, you have to select their subject. So you select their subject line that's closest to what you want to write, you write it and they have an automatic spit back. I mean, it if you get a letter back from Congress, sen- senators usually send a letter. Um, congressmen don't, they'll might send you an email, but it's a formal letter. It has nothing to do with what you really wrote about. With Quick Letter, you've put your own subject line and you write what you want. And I'm and I've had interestingly, I've written Governor Ivy twice, very extensive letters about topics that meant a lot to me. Um, and I got responses from her twice. they were about schools. Yeah. Both know, times I wrote you back. Uh, <laughs> it, no, and she she signed it, but then she forwarded else. it to uh, Mackey at education on one of them. So oh, wow. he also responded to me. And there was another one that I forgot who, uh, what other department she got involved, but it was obvious that someone, it might, have, whoever was on her staff, at least read the letter
1: I think and did something about it. I think would be shocked to know, and I've learned this over the past two years as I've gotten involved with things in Alabama and the legislature and bill writing and things like that, how few letters it takes to get their attention. It's and, like-
0: and I beat up on the legislature constantly. I really do because what? I'm just disgusted with the way things are okay. going in Montgomery, but- one thing that they're 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 kind of counter to a lot of my you know criticism is look you know these things might be good and they might pull well but we're not hearing any the only thing we're hearing anything right. from is the lobbyists that are down here in the halls with us no one has written us a letter about school choice no one's written us a letter about gambling no one's written us a letter about you know x y z so we don't really know you know it's like well you do know but you know but 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 what it does is that allows them to go to those lobbies and say, well, look, I mean, my, my constituency, you see what I'm saying? So well, we're, yeah. we're giving and them I, ammunition. And and one thing I know from being in radio too, if you get five people that call in that they're frustrated with something that happened on the show, you know, to a program director, or a person who's making that represents like 50,000
1: people, exactly. yeah. right?
0: And so if one person was so mad that they wrote this letter, that means that there's probably 10,000 other people that think exactly like yeah. well,
2: this. in my research, I talked to a political consultant in Alabama. And they said, if if someone receives, if the governor's office receives 200 written letters, it will change everything. It's just like, they think, oh my God, the world has fallen. We are yeah. really on the wrong path or we and need to do whatever this nothing. is. And within a recent meeting, I think you were there, I learned that that number's down to less than 50 letters. So that's the point of quick letter is, you know, it's kind of hard to sit down and write a letter these days. I, I started, one of the things I was, I, I got a degree in computer science, and I've always had a hard time making the printer work, Yeah. no matter what system I'm on. So you can sit there with your phone. If you're listening on the radio and something, you go, wow, I need to write my governor or I need to write my congressman. You can pull over or the next traffic light, pull it up and dictate it. Yeah. You can dictate your letter don't do on it your phone. at the traffic
0: light. I don't know if that's legal if you're allowed to text. If you hide lights.
2: it down. Yeah, well, pull go. off the side of the road. Yeah, There you go. Uh, pull, pull off <laughs> safely. <laughs> apply the parking light. <laughs> <blade>. but, <the, laughs> but the idea yeah. is to yeah. make it so convenient, and simple to write a real physical letter. Um, so how
1: do you – so once – okay, so there's an app. You created an yes, app. Yes, I got an app. Okay, and it looks like that. Yes. And so you go in and you choose who you – you write it up, choose who – how do you pay for it? How does that go –
2: So the app looks like that.
1: Okay, so those are your people.
2: Yeah, those are my representatives. Okay. Yep. And so I, I would just select – who I want to write, and then I put in the subject line. Well,
1: Richard Shelby's on his way out. Yeah, let's, not, let's talk Let's go following. with Meemaw. I mean, oh, excuse Meemaw. me, Governor Ivey.
2: Um, <sighs> it's okay. She responded to me. I She knows him. She, Y'all she knows are that.
1: besties. Let's yes, call her pay. Right.
2: So I put mean, in my subject line, and I write the body of the letter, and then I save it, and I continue, and it automatically you, you go through and tell it which credit card you want to pay for it. It also will do Apple Pay. So you, what, you a dollar a letter or something
0: like dollar ninety nine a letter
2: for the first letter and then it's a dollar eighty for the subsequent letters. How low does it go? Uh, it goes to I got to look because I had to change prices. Thank you, United States Post Office.
1: Yeah. So
2: uh, it goes down to one forty nine. Okay. So on the f- one two three fifth letter, it's a dollar a dollar forty nine. Okay. So you get, the more you write, I get the, the dropping the price because so I want people to write. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, you just charge it to your credit card. After you write your letter, of course, you can select that same letter. You can tap to who all you want it to go to. So you can send everybody. Typically, in, in the state of Alabama, I'll write my representative, my senator, and the governor. Yeah. So that's three letters. So I just tap, 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 done. Um, Congress, I might write more. Yeah. Um, if I'm writing the president, I'm probably just write him. E. Um, but anyway, so you just – it charges to your credit card. And then it goes to our service. Oh servers.
1: my gosh, let's just read your US party leaders. Here we go Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Kevin McCarthy.
2: So it's got, the so, you can, so you can identify as the party leaders so you can write them. And, and hopefully this is going to change a little bit someday.
1: I hope so. Someday. Um, well,
2: <coughs> the not. red wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing is interesting in doing all this, um, there is no database that's accurate. So I and the group of people I work with, we put this information in. So I go directly to the clerk of the House and of the United States Congress. And I get the information of where these letters need to go. And then for each, because this works in every state in the United States, I go to each state legislature's website. Stop it. Clerk clerk of the House. And I gather every single individual address and put it in. Jim. Because— I know it's right that way. I actually was trying to use the service when we were first were writing it, and they said they were 100 percent accurate, and they had things that were wrong, and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't even contact them to correct it. So I said, I can't put anything out like that. I've got to control it. So, yeah. because I think tech tech people don't worry about physical addresses; they want to send emails. Right. It, it, that's why it's not there. So i've I've got that info, and so that's did and I you put it write in.
1: this program, or did you have someone write the?
2: I had somebody write the code. I designed okay. all the screens. I, I did the workflow of it, but it's been a while I since I've said- written code, so I would hired a, a group called Motion Mobs here in Birmingham. I was trying to have all Birmingham people be involved in it because I just thought that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, our printer is H3, HC3, which used to be called high cotton. So um, it's kind of a unique printing process. It's not a mail merge. It's almost a reverse mail merge from their standpoint. And there's just not many printers hmm. that do that. And yeah. fortunately, they're here because they do a lot of medical work and they do a lot of bank work. Which Birmingham used to be based on a lot of bank stuff. They had the equipment that can do this. Hmm.
1: So the first letter I'm going to write is to, which I actually have the app on my phone. I've just never used it. Which I'm sorry to say. Repent. I know. I feel badly.
2: You can start today and it would be okay. No, you I'm going to
1: start badly today. Or you feel bad. It's actually badly.
0: No, it isn't. That means that your ability to feel is messed up if you feel badly. Feeling bad means that you feel bad. Feeling I feel badly means that your ability to feel is lacking.
2: We're going down a deep hole here.
1: I might have to get back on you to you on yeah, that one. Yeah. Are you sure? Because you I'm went to prison sure. and I'm not quite sure hey, I went you to, went to I am school. a highly
0: educated person who got my education. Really?
1: So like you wouldn't say you okay, hold on. Well another podcast. <laughs> Seriously though, I am going to use that to write about this Respect for Marriage Act. Yeah. Which is going to be a total train wreck. Mike Lee wrote an amendment to save religious institutions from having to go against their conscience with and this goes down to like adoption agencies. Like we adopted our to Youngest through Lifeline Children's Services, which is a Christian organization. And based on that, they do not do adoptions to same-sex marriages. There are plenty of agencies out there that do, but that goes against kind of their whole basis of their organization. So this Respect for Marriage Act is now like really close. They, They did not pass the amendment, and so the religious protections for a lot of organizations is about to just be tanked. That is something that they need to hear from. Um, It all
0: started with Obergefell. So when Obergefell happened, it it basically launched all this stuff into motion. I'm surprised it's taken them this long. And I think the reason they're, they're basically moving to codify same sex marriage through legislation versus Supreme court ruling is because uh, the abortion ruling that came out mm -hmm. with Roe v. Wade getting turned over, Uh, Clarence Thomas alluded that, well, this 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 exact thing, the Constitution doesn't guarantee homosexuals marriage. It doesn't. It doesn't guarantee contraceptives. That's not what the Constitution is here for. This stuff needs to be decided state by state. Well, so now they're trying to codify, you know, Obergefell through legislation rather than Supreme Court, and and it's exactly what it is. And and you know, if if. I don't believe, well, so I, I, one, the people who are pushing this legislation don't care about gay people. They're trying to earn political points and political favor. Um, but to me, the whole point, the whole movement, it's not about this gay person can love this gay person or whatever. It's literally about weaponizing against political enemies.
2: Yeah. But so, interesting, Mr. Supreme Court, uh, You uh, through a quick letter, you can write any of the Supreme Court justices. There you go. Oh.
0: I'm going to write yeah, a thank you
2: letter. Scroll yeah. to the very bottom of the, uh, it's a uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, additional info or I forgot what I termed it. It was, uh, I did call it Easter eggs, but somebody took offense to that. So uh-huh. there's a section where the Supreme court justices are, or you can also write former president Trump and former president Obama. So who are you going to write about this? Everybody. So you can do that real easy. With yeah. A quick I'm just
1: going to select all. Yeah. Actually I have a list. There were twelve Republicans that voted for the act um yeah. in the Senate. Luckily Tommy Tomerville wasn't one of them. Yeah.
2: So you'll write the those twelve me. one letter and then the others <clears throat> a different letter.
1: Yeah. And then but it's gotta go back to the House. So I'll probably write some House members too because go and look at the congressional um legislators that voted for there's like two different versions of it out there now. So they're gonna have to I don't know. This is probably coming quickly. What would y'all write about like what, what are you going to write about on the state level? I mean,
0: I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I've heard, so polling, uh, multiple different polling things I've seen, heard, read, um, shows polling for school choices at like 78%. So that's black, white, that's Republican, Democrat. 78% of Alabamians want to have control over where they send their children for, for school. Um, you know, we see the... the extremely poor state of the education in the state. Um, And so, but what, what I keep hearing is like, so this is pulling this way. We see that this is going this way across the nation. Uh, School choice is one of the most um, there's, there's more um, momentum behind school choice legislation than there is really anything else going on in the nation at the state level, like all the states, Arizona, is doing it and there's 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 a lot of talk in other states um and even polling across the nation people in america are really wanting this um but you know good good senators and good legislators have have come on like jeff poor's show and um other radio shows and said look man if if you guys want school choice you need to make your voices heard because yeah i've seen the polling and i'm i'm seeing the momentum across the country but we haven't heard a peep from anything except from the aea telling us not to do it
2: right
1: which is exactly what we have to fight against. It's yeah. why we need to send some quickie right. letters. And, fast. and and
2: and yeah, and it's not doesn't take much to write a letter. A lot of people yeah. say I don't know what to write. I mean, it literally can be two sentences. It just yeah. just express what you what you're thinking. Be nice. Yeah. Uh, you always get catch more flies with honey. Just be yeah. nice, but it does not have to be a comprehensive well-written thing that you've had your English professor check for you. Just write
1: So one thing that we know now is that these legislators are just people too. And just talk to them. I I think they appreciate authenticity and genuineness in your thoughts. Like they probably like the ones that aren't so dear, Mr. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When you Um, write, assume that they want to do the right thing because a vast majority are there to do the right thing. But they need to hear from us, the people.
1: I think that's something that's important is that, whether it's a federal or state level, like let's support our legislators in doing the right thing by letting them blame us. You know, like when you said we, we, I mean, we don't hear, we only hear from the lobbyists blame the people. I can't, my constituents, I've received 200 letters about this. This is something that's important to them. I have to listen to them because a lot of times I don't think people, well, they probably do understand the pressure, how hard it is when you get around and the pressure to just go with the flow Whatever the caucus votes, just go with it. But let's be the reason that they have to stand up to do the right thing. And let's use quick letters. See how I'm doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, To make it super easy. And, yeah, I mean, gosh. Think about what do you get in the mail? I get junk letters, bills. More junk. More junk. Uh,
0: Mailers from uh, some pack that's supporting Katie (sighs) Britt that told
2: me that Mo Brooks was raising taxes. Well, and legislators don't get that. They don't get that junk. So they're, they're, I mean, you stand out. Yeah. you send a letter, you stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And they
0: read it. I mean, I, I, that's the thing is I'm never going to bring, you know, anyone on and like promote anything that I don't actually believe in here. Right. And so I've used it. I watched the response, got the phone call from the legislator. You know, I I've, I've seen it work um, and and heard the words from that legislator telling me, you know, how professional it was and everything else. So um, I think it's great. What, um,
2: the, the, the most famous thing person that got back to me, I was doing some work through accounting, mm-hmm. on, and uh, I was working a guy through Louisiana, and he said, I know Steve Scalise, and he thinks a lot of quick letter. I said, really? Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I was blown away about that.
0: Uh, we need to get Steve Scalise to do a commercial.
2: Yeah. There you go. I don't know if you can, if you're still a member of Congress. Can you can. can. Okay.
0: They He's do everything fine. else. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if he's just like, Hey, you know, this is, a, this is a good way to partisan. communicate with us. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. We can what else do we need
1: to know? Cause I think, I don't, I'm we guessing were talking we
0: election up. integrity stuff too. I think that's mm. something that would be important um, to, you know, um, it's, it's the, it's the chatter that you hear, you know, and I guess there's a chance that we could be in an echo chamber. It's a really big echo chamber because from Mobile to Huntsville, everywhere I go, I'm hearing people talking about um, well let me going speak on. let me
2: speak to that about yeah. because I my degree is computer science got a management information sciences and up till 2 years ago I was, I thought why we should be doing counting by computer they're so much faster they're very accurate but then what stuff starts coming out I realized that I I can or any technical guy could go in and make changes to the counting counters the, the machines that count, and no one will know. It, you, you can't see it. So mm-hmm. I've become a big proponent of manual counting because it's all up in the open. open. We'd have cameras in front. You'd see the votes being called out. You'd see the people writing down, checking off who's got those votes. It is clearly the way to go. In France, everybody talks about France. I've looked at it, France counts them quickly. And we studied how to do it. I think we're going to try and do some example to demonstrate to people, to our legislators, that you can count these votes by hand quickly and much more accurately with a lot of trust. Yeah. And and I think for me, it's big being a tech guy to say, I don't trust computer tabulators. I don't.
0: Yeah. I think um, it's twofold. So Greg Phillips is more on the software side. And I think Mike Lindell is more on the hardware side, like Dominion voting systems and whatever. Um, Greg is, you know, Greg Phillips um, talks about the software and specifically you look like Conic and poll chief and the stuff that's going on there. <clears throat> not only are they altering votes, which is obviously the primary problem. That's a huge deal. I mean, if, 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 if our votes not getting counted and, and, and that is happening. We live in a banana republic, and it's just a matter of time mm-hmm. until we collapse. And, you know, we're like Venezuela where we're eating zoo animals, you know, yeah. to survive so and stuff.
2: To, and so rather than talking about it, the way to make this change is you've got to go to that arena, and that is our legislators, that is the governor, that's the attorney general. You can write the attorney general in quick letter. You've got to write all these people. You can't just sit around and talk to each other with your friends and say, oh, woe is me, this is bad. you got to do something. And yep. you do it in the arena of where things get changed. And that is the legislator. Yeah.
1: It's, Um, I think, your idea of, because when you talk about ballot, hand ballot counting, like even in my little brain, I'm like, that sounds, I mean, we've got millions of people. How many people, France has 7 million?
2: 70. I 70. mean, 70. 70 million.
1: And they count it in how?
2: Uh, they're done within two hours after yeah. their.
1: Okay. And their so, trick
2: is they count throughout the day.
1: Okay. But if you can show people how simple that is, Mm -hmm. then I think, so we got to get, he's kind of part of that too. We're going to work on that. I've talked to Brian about it. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, now we're all in the loop. I think that's so important, but it's because like um, after the election on November 8th, you know, a, a forensic audit technically in Alabama is illegal. They'll say it's illegal. John Merrill will say it's illegal. It's not illegal. You just have to get permission from the legislature for funding and things. The, the legislature would have to pass something that said you could do a forensic audit. Okay, but there are ways that you can audit yourself as citizens um, with public information. It's not, kinda, it's not as in-depth, but that's what a few of us from local did. We went to, um, last week, we went to the Jefferson County Courthouse, And we were able to get the box from all the Jefferson County precincts. And after each election, they have a um, envelope that has this ballot accounting certificate. And it's this big sheet that you fill out. It's, it's really simple. I started with ballot number one. I ended with ballot number a hundred. Okay. And then you subtract that's how many ballots you handed out to voters and you account for, like, spoiled ballots and things like that. So you each, you fill out this form, and then the way you balance it, you compare it to the little ticker tape that comes out of the machine. So Mm -hmm. say, okay, we gave out 100 ballots. Then what comes out of your machines on those ticker tapes should equal 100, correct? We found at least 77 precincts who their little envelope at the end was missing information didn't have that form didn't have the ticker tapes more than that like in one precinct literally the poll watchers wrote down poll workers wrote down the ballots on the ticket ta- the ticker tape there were 105 more ballots that went through the machine than ballots they gave out
2: wow Here in Jefferson County.
1: Jefferson County. And literally the poll worker wrote down in the notes, we're 105 ballots over. Don't know why. And turned it in. And John Merrill and Steve Marshall and the governor just certified the election. And that's not the only example. We have like upwards of over a thousand votes that we found in different precincts where the Number of ballots and votes that were counted in the machines were greater than the ballots handed out. We got issues.
2: Problematic. Wow.
1: And so there was a so lawsuit filed. We're not the gold file. standard. We're not. And and on third last Thursday, and that's just
2: y'all going to do it.
1: That's just like I mean, five of us, just stay-at-home mom, whatever, big mouth podcaster, just deciding to go inspect what is public record. I mean, we didn't do anything or ask for anything special. This is just public record and doing our own little audit. And that's what we found. There are issues in other counties as well. And so something's got to change because that doesn't make me want to go participate. And I will, because I don't take that process and what we have in America for granted. Doesn't give me a lot of confidence and it doesn't, I mean, John Merrill can say we're the gold standard all he wants. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it anymore. I sat there and read, we're not the gold standard. And he was served papers. There was a lawsuit filed last Thursday. And he was served last Thursday stating these irregularities in Jefferson County. And he went ahead and certified the election knowing there were things wrong in Jefferson County on Monday.
2: Can, can he do that? Um, Or is that unclear in the law?
1: Well, or- he... He he did. Gosh, he did. Um, there they wrote back this whole legalese about that the only way you can contest an election is if you are a
0: We didn't mark a candidate 1890 yeah. news, by the way.
1: Yeah, a candidate and that there were no there was no standing for us to bring this lawsuit or for to bring this lawsuit forward, which is totally bogus. Um, maybe on a technicality, but like there are issues and he knew there were issues and he went ahead and certified so I'm all for hand counting.
0: And we just got to show everybody how easy it is and
1: how
2: accurate
0: it is. Yeah. But even showing them how easy it is and how accurate it is. And then what do they do? And then that kind of brings in where quick, quick letter comes in.
2: Yes. Yeah. Everybody needs to write letters. Yeah. They know we'll they demonstrate do. it. We'll show everybody. And everybody's got to write their, their, their legislator, the governor, attorney general say, this is what we need to do. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, it's imperative that um, we, I think Jim, you hit it, hit the nail on the head. It can't just be whining, um, ruminating conversations hey. amongst conservatives that are crying about how bad things are. We, you know, people all over are looking for something to do. Um, I started a news company, right. But not everyone can do that. Um, everyone needs something to do. And then, and one thing everyone can do uh, is 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 right write their legislature, you know write their congressman, write their governor, write you know the president and and all these other things. make your voices heard and and it's like a lot of times like and again, not equating writing letters to praying, but follow me here, you know a lot of times with Christians, we you know what can we do and and they skip praying right? right. Well, praying's one of the most powerful things you can do. And you're like, well, you know, is there anything we can do for you? You could, you could pray for me. Like, yeah, no, no, no. But, but like, like, can we do something for you? Can I make you a casserole Like, they want to do? Yeah, they want to do, but, but I think, but they skip over the thing that's actually very, very, very important is, is the prayer. And I think one of the time people want to go out and, and march and make their voices heard. And some people will even want to go start a militia or something, but they won't sit down and write their legislator. Right. So some of those simple things that that, that don't seem like much, I, I I guarantee you, you will be surprised at, at, at the effect that it has uh, if people do that. And so I'm, I think it's incredible what you've done. Um, I know I've spoke to a lot of other, uh, my colleagues about it. They're really excited about it. And so hopefully we can make a push to make Quickletter part of the Al- Alabama political landscape. I hope so.
2: I mean, that's, yeah. that's why I started it. I want the, the other concept was, my thought was 10% on the extremes control politics right now. Yeah. And the 80% of us in the middle might not, well, we definitely don't have the same opinions as each other, but we can get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And us 80% in the middle need to get involved and take this back. And I, I really believe letters are very powerful. Yeah. And I've, this, this just makes it easy.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, that'll wrap it up for this week. If you guys have any questions, you can email the podcast at 1819news. Um send in your questions, send in your thoughts. Uh as we get those start to pile up, we can do a episode where we just go through the questions uh and answer those. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um but and again, want to bring you guys back to you'll see it uh as you read the articles, the opportunity for you guys to join the fight, financially support the work that we're doing, come alongside us uh and become members of uh the 1819 news team. So We're grateful that you guys are tuning in Uh, and as always, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.